The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast, everybody. We are recording on October 15th, 2020. I'm one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Joe Becker, and with me, as always, is my better partner, uh, this is Michael Diaz. Did you say better partner? What did you say? Yeah, I'm being nice today. Wow, that's. I think that's why I was shocked. I didn't. I didn't expect that. You're in a good yeah. mood. Yeah, I'm in a good mood. It was a good day. I got a lot of stuff done uh, for work. Um, so I'm looking forward. I, I caught up with my reading. I'm also we'll get into Dune later on for those in the book club. I'm excited to talk about that. Um, so I got caught up and through a couple of ways that uh, Michael and I can discuss. Um, but yeah, we've got, you know, it's not a huge news week for things, but there's some, there's some fun things out there. Um, Michael, you can get going if you want to start some of the rumors and innuendos and all those things. I was just going to say that, uh, every time we think we're going to have a short episode, we still end up talking for an hour. So who knows what's going to happen? We are just, we gab. Well, that's what we do. And we have technically infinite digital space if we pay for it so it's all good that's right (laughs) (laughs) so um this one's a rumor and i i usually don't like to bring up rumors but this one a good rumor is one that you think yeah maybe that is the case Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna bring it up now you already know that the next spider-man film we don't know what it's called. We just know it comes out of what the madness of the multiverse or whatever. The well, Doctor apparently Strange that's be. yeah. I mean, the Doctor Strange is basically the kickoff, right? After Black Widow. Right, right, right. I mean, or is that going to be WandaVision? Is that what we're going to? Well, yeah, WandaVision is going to kind of hint towards the Doctor Strange movie. Right. So, but I'm, I think something's going to be at the end of Black Widow as well. Maybe that hints at the WandaVision, but I don't think so. Seeing that WandaVision's now. Slated to come out probably before Black Widow. It seems like that Black Widow is it ever going to come out? Like just Disney just put Disney it on streaming now. The next May, I think they already made that. Well, oh, that's just crazy. Basically, but yeah. I I totally understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to give Black Widow the same playing field as the other films did. Right? It's just unfortunate that it got caught up in all this because we've waited. People have been clamoring for her to have this standalone film and now it's just caught up in covid covidacity oh my girls asked for this film six years ago and now they're older and they don't give a shit about marvel anymore and i'm like well, here's your film the film you wanted I, six years ago i bet you'll take them they'll see it i'll bet you they'll go see it i, I don't know i don't know if they'll be interested no you're gonna make them as a father <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, we're getting way off base as we are. You wasn't, know wasn't it's okay? Wasn't it the line in the family? You got to do that. You got to bring them there. That's right. Well, maybe I will. You know, here's the thing. I bet you, if Marvel, not Marvel, if uh, Warner Brothers, DC, blinked first mm-hmm. and threw Wonder Woman 
on a streaming platform, I think Marvel would let them take the heat because you know people are like, oh, what? You're letting a woman superhero movie go straight to the streaming instead? It's not fair, blah, blah, blah. And there are right. cases for that. And then, then if that happened, then Marvel might move Black Widow right. to Disney Plus. But who knows? Because uh, Mulan, from what I understand, did not fire, did not set the world on fire. On no, Plus. but I heard it did so well that they're changing their whole corporate strategy now that streaming is the number one priority for them. And that beyond. Crazy. Be, not um, and not theatrical releases as Disney Corporation. So that's crazy. Is it? Well, I, I mean, not not saying that that's not a wise business move. Just that right. it's just it's crazy. Not in the idea, but it's crazy. This is how this is the world we live in now. This is how much powerful streaming is. You know? Right. Look what Netflix started. Yeah. Anyhow. Okay, back Rumors. to what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Rumors. So we already know Electro is going to be in the next Spider-Man, at least. It's mm-hmm. most likely, you know, they're circling around Fox about making him a deal to come back. So it fits because we know the whole multiverse is going to be in play. So now right. the, the next rumor is Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to make an appearance as Spider-Man or Maybe not as Spider-Man, but in the Spider-Man film in some way. Right. Which, okay, as rumors go, it's a good one. Because, not that it's true, I'm just saying that it's a good rumor. Because it kind of fits. I'm like, well, they're already bringing Jimmy Fox back, so why wouldn't they? And then, right. look what what, what uh, Warner Brothers is doing over with... Uh, with the Flash and everything? Yeah, the Flash, where they're going to bring back Keaton and Affleck as Batman. I know, like these converging little stories. Like the Flashpoint, I get because it's that's been that's around. Like there's there's precedent for that. And I, and I'll say this: if they bring Tobey Maguire back and Andrew Garfield, then I want to see a Miles Morales. Like right. if you're gonna do this, then like are you gonna do this and create a Spider Verse? If you don't have a Miles Morales in there, then that's really bad. Right. Well, and that's the thing too. We've already seen Miles Morales' uncle in right. the MCU, played by right. uh, uh, Daniel, Daniel Glover. Yeah. Um, so it's possible. But on top of that, um, I mean, there's enough here that, you may, like I said, the rumor is just a good one because it kind of fits. And on top of that, look what the success that Sony had with their into the Spider-Verse movie with their multiverse. So people are used to a multiverse already now, mm-hmm. and they're already wet, they're already used to a multiverse with Spider-Man. So why not copy? I mean... If the story's good, it's not, you know, it'll be fine. Right. Well, but yeah, don't do it just to do it. I think, you know, as we said, I don't know if it was last podcast, one prior, you got to do something about actors changing. You can either not talk about it or you can make a big decision, right? And right. do something like this. Right. So you're either gonna take the bond approach where Yeah. You just right. It just that's bond. That's just who it is and get over it. And it's a whole new set of stories and it's a different take on it. Right. So 
But yeah, so I, I mean, it'd be cool if it's done well. I, I mean, I like Tobey Maguire and I liked Andrew Garfield. They were, they were fine for what they were done in. And, you know, I I still love that first Spider-Man movie and I love the second one. And, and I liked the Garfield ones. They were a little heavy, you know, a little on the dark side. But, you know, um, I don't know if I like the espionage aspect of it from his father and but but I get you know it was just another take and maybe that was how the comics were for the Amazing Spider-Man I don't I don't know all the series and story plot lines and things like that that went through it so you know I I, I think it's a cool thing why not yeah. like I said it's a fantastic rumor and if done right it could kick ass I'm not against it but right. again just a rumor until we see you know actually announcements that you know either mcguire or garfield has signed on the dotted line right not gonna hold my breath like i said fantastic rumor so okay in other news and i i thought you would know about this and you probably did and maybe maybe it was old news for you but i did read that the green lantern series is uh green lighted uh, pun intended at HBO Max, it's going to be a series. You know, and it's basically the team from like the Arrowverse. It looks like that's doing yes, it. Yes, I'm. I'm intrigued. I mean, I, I like Green Lantern, and I didn't even mind the movie that much. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't great by any means, but it was that bad. I mean, there were some cool things in it. I liked seeing the universe. I liked seeing the other Green Arrows. I liked seeing Sin- you know Sinestro come around. I thought there Green was isn't that as what's that? You said Green Arrows. Oh, did I say yeah, the lanterns? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it was a Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds. He doesn't really change much in his films, unfortunately. I yeah. think he could. I just think he doesn't. Um, but I mean, there was a lot of problems with that film, but I also like some of it. And I don't know if it has anything to do with this. It doesn't look like it is. It's going to be a whole new, um, what, from what I understand, it's like Hal Jordan older and kind of showing the way to, um, oh, what's his name? To uh, which one? Kyle Rayner, um, John Stewart. John Stewart. Yeah, it's that. From what I understand, it's Hell Jordan and John Stewart are in this. Okay. So it's like I guess t- Hell is taking Stewart under his wing, as I'm reading here, uh, as the veteran Lantern mentors the newbie. Reportedly, the film will also include a lot of other lanterns that would be part of a team that Hal and John lead. So. Yeah. Uh, well, to answer your earlier question, yes, I was aware of this. I should have posted this through our social media. I neglected. Oh, no, I wasn't calling you out on that. I just, yeah, I yeah, just I, saw I, it. I, so I, 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 yeah. But you're right. This is something we should cover, and I should have posted because. I am a huge Green Lantern nut. I know that's what I was thinking. That's what I, was, that's what I thought. Well, how did he miss this? He's that's like I know he's a big uh, Lantern Corp dude. I am huge Green Lantern nerd, not as much as my friend and twice guest on the podcast, yeah. Michael Ring over at Bridge City Comics. I mean, I'm not going to say his daughter's name, but right there is a Green Lantern reference in her name, so I'll just say <laughs> that's how hardcore he is. Now he got me into Green Lantern. And the Green Lantern Corps. So, hell yeah, I'm excited. And yeah, I, I saw the movie in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Reynolds, it on DVD afterwards. I didn't see it at the movie theater. Oh, I was so hyped. I went and saw it in the theater. And I, and I still own the Blu-ray. It's terrible. It's not a good movie. 
But it's it's like you like you said, it's because it's Ryan Reynolds. He's not a terrible actor. No. He was just miscast. Right. Because Ryan Reynolds, like you said, is always Ryan Reynolds. And so, I don't really know the the Hal Jordan personality. I know him from Super Friends. Right. It's kind of kind of vanilla, really. Um, but I don't quite know him in in the comic book series. So you could shed light on like, is he like Ryan Reynolds type character? Is he kind of a smart ass or is it totally different? Well, it's not so much. He's a smart ass because I mean, what they basically did was take, you know, Hal Jordan and kind of like one notch over because mm-hmm. yeah, Hal, Hal Jordan started out as a test pilot right. for Ferris Airlines. Or, then I knew. You know, Ferris Air. Yeah, you knew that. So he was one of the best uh, test pilots. So he, there is going to be an air of cockiness. And I mean, he, you know, is confidence. he more Maverick? Is he like Maverick from Top Gun that gets a green ring? Like that more of a personality? Uh, not. I wouldn't say to that extreme, but along those lines in that... Because Maverick, the whole thing is Maverick does what he does, and then someone gets hurt, and he's gone too far. Right. Uh, I wouldn't say, you know, Maverick is that to the nth degree. I would say Jordan is maybe a step or two back from that, but not necessarily okay. cut from the same cloth. Right. I mean, you're going to see that because, like I said, he's he has to. You have to be confident to be a test pilot, right? You have to know your abilities, and the reason he was picked was because, yeah, he has no fear. So interesting. So, so yeah, I, so I, I know I'm shitting on the movie, even though I own it on Blu-ray and have seen it in the theater, you know, mm-hmm. because I wanted to love it. I loved Kilowog. That's the thing. I'm looking forward to the show because I'm, Hell Jordan is not my favorite Green Lantern at all. That's Kilowog. He's okay. my favorite Green Lantern. Right. But I fully recognize they're not going to make a Kilowog show. We don't know yet. Could well, if it's good, you don't know. It'd be I'm part of the he'll be part of the Lantern Corps. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see them doing a show around Kilowog. It just doesn't make sense. Well, if but it's a series, but look at it this way: if it's a series, he may get two or three episodes, right, and go into his backstory and get some cool things. I would love that so much. They could do that, right? Because that's the beauty of series. You can take those little side. You know, there's always like here's the big plot line, and then they do like two episodes, the first two episodes of the plot line. And then there's like two or three episodes in the middle that go into a different character's background. They'll probably do a Sinestro one, right? Cause you got to set up the baddie if he's already, if he's not the baddie yet. Um, and I don't even know that, you know, and I'm going by the film. I don't know Green Lantern lore. I'm not sure if Sinestro was always bad or if no. he wasn't. Okay. He was ju- just like in the films. Okay. He was for a while the best Green Lantern. So. so he's like the fallen angel. He's, you know, Lucifer. Yeah, and, and kind of, yeah, in many ways, yeah. So that's cool. So that they'll, they'll probably do that if he's not. I mean, why not redo it if you're going to start this series, you know? Um, and, you know, Kilowog's in it. So I think you could definitely get a couple episodes where you get to the backstory of that stuff for sure. I think it'd be cool. I think this is a really good move for them. Um Green Lantern could be their Iron Man in a way. Well, Iron Man? Why Iron Man? Because Iron Man was a side character in Marvel. He was not what he is now to people. 
Oh, that's true. That's true. He was not angry. And, and no, he is now. But he was right, angry. because of what they did. And I think they could do that with Green Lantern. I think they could, you know, I think they could do that with Green Lantern a hell of a lot more than they can do it with Aquaman. And you know me. Well, <laughs> I agree with you on that. <laughs> but you're actually an Aquaman fan. Well, I just like, you know, the underdog sometimes. The guy gets picked on all the time. I mean, I oh, understand I it. I understand it, but... Well, um, word is that Marvel's... Marvel Studios is working on a Moon Knight show. Yeah. And that's the same kind of thing. He's the underdog. Nobody loves Moon Knight. I didn't even know who he was, so. Yeah, I love Moon Knight. So he, Moon Knight is my Aquaman. Gotcha. But I think this is a good move. I think uh, it'll be interesting. I, I'm, I, You know, I love the first two seasons of Arrow. So hopefully, you know, then it just kind of kept becoming the same thing. We talked about this before. So hopefully they don't do that. And don't turn it into some weird drama, like misunderstanding, like a Three's Company episode every time. Right. Um, but I know that the writer of the film is one of the writers for this as well. So I don't know what that means. Well, so like I said, doing the core instead of just making it Green Lantern is smart mm-hmm. because it naturally starts out as an ensemble. So you can focus on, you know, um, Hal Jordan and John Stewart, but it allows you to fold in Guy Gardner, who's great. Do you know who Guy is? No. Oh, he's a complete ass. He's great. Um, but like I said, we can also learn, you know, about Baz, the Green Lantern that t- carries a handgun. <laughs> <laughs> but for someone like me who loves the whole Green Lantern core, like I said, I will I will swoon when I see Kilowog, and being that it's a TV show, there's a high, high, high like likely factor that we'll get to see Nort. Who, I don't know who knew that is, but that's great. <laughs> Nort is the worst Green Lantern. He's hilarious. Okay. Is he like the uh, pig in um, Spider-Verse or something? No, not, not quite like that. Well, he's dumb. There's definitely mm-hmm. that. Well, maybe he is. He's, he's definitely comic relief. So maybe gotcha. he is kind of like the Spider Ham, right? Spider-verse. So I'm all for it, and you know the fact that they got—is it Berlanti and what's his face, or is it Guggenheim? Guggenheim, Guggenheim wrote it, and he—and again, he was co-writer of the the film. But Berlanti's not producing, huh? Because he's the one that you know is doing all the Arrowverse shows. From what I understand, um, um, let me read the thing here just so I get it right. Yeah, Berlanti Productions will produce in association with Warner Brothers. I mean, I'm all for it. And the fact that it's going to be on HBO Max, maybe they'll have a little bit more of a budget. Mm -hmm. I think you have to, right? For for the effects you need for Green Lantern, and you can't just like, you can't crap that out. Exactly. It's going to be, you know, effects heavy. But also... I mean, don't get me wrong, I've enjoyed the Arrowverse, but there are times when the TV budget is obvious. I mean, this last year they did the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Right. Cool story, but the thing is, that event in the comics was just as massive, actually was way more massive than the Infinity War that we saw over in Marvel. So right. it really deserved Can't do it. a yeah. $200 million budget not a TV budget. So right. I'm hoping they throw some more money at it. All that to say, I'm in. I love all the Green Lanterns. 
Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, moving forward, what is your uh, geek this week, my friend? Just got one. Um, we're still watching Away on Netflix. It's a little melodramatic, but we're enjoying it. Yeah, I haven't started that. There's so much to do. I, I did pick up yesterday my new Dr. Afra comic series, one, two, and four. Apparently three got lost, so they're reordering it for me. So I got a, I got those coming, and I got uh, the rest of Darth Vader I have to read. Um, but right now, you know, I'm not reading anything but a book. So, <laughs> so questions for you. Are mm-hmm. you all up to date on Afra other than those new issues? You just no, read? I just started with another number one. So I figured that way I can catch up there. So I need like volume two and three. Gotcha. The, the trades. And then I think that will catch me up to this. Gotcha. This is a jump in time from what I understand. Not like, you know, time warp or anything. Just like it's a, a little break from all those. I'm not sure if it ties in or not. Well, it's good because I think the first one happens after Star Wars, and then I think she moves on, and it's, it's after Empire or something like that. Right. I think I'm through Volume 6, so oh, I'm okay. a little behind. Wow. I think I need to read one more before I start this new volume, which you have already started, or you have the issues. But I wait for trade. So, And I, to be honest, I don't know where Marvel's at with the Darth Vader series. I bought the first one. Right in hardcover, the the first whole volume, I bought them in two hardcovers. And I loved it. So that first series is done, right? Yeah, and then they did the second, and then I'm on to the third one, which I just have bought a bunch of those. So, see, I can't keep I I can't keep them straight. I know it's hard. It's becoming like Batman. <laughs> Five billion Batmans out there. Well, I I get that they're basically bringing in new creative teams, so they give them a new volume, and you know. You always get a bump when you have a first issue out, so there's that. But I think I got—I definitely have the first two trades from the first volume, or I'm sorry, hardcover collections. I think I have the first hardcover from the second volume, but that's it. So I'm like a volume and a half behind on Darth Vader. Right. That's too bad. I need to catch up. There's only so much time, Joe. I know. I don't. You somehow you you get way more done than I do. I don't know how you do it. I do go to sleep. Well, part of it is, so, like, away, Shay enjoys that, so we watch that together. Sure. Um, but I read everything. I'm always reading. I, you know what? Um, I'm glad we're doing this book club thing. I mean, this is a good seg- segue into it, because I have not read well in the last six months, and I feel, I feel that like the phone has taken my attention span away from focusing on reading. I have, a, I have a lot harder time focusing now than I used to. And reading will help you if you can kind of get into that space where you can actually get a pattern where your mind shuts off and you can pay attention to just a book. And yep. Dune's, Dune is a it's, not a, it's not a hard read, but it's a lot to remember. Do you know I mean, like the, the words aren't hard. It's just, there's so much going on in names and things like that, that I'm, I'm having a little bit of a harder time focusing and that's because i just haven't read like this in a while um so you know that that's what i ended to focus on i'm not go ahead well i was i was just gonna say i hear you there were times so i know we're gonna talk about dune right now i literally finished at lunch today and i've had a week to read 100 pages i should have been able to do it no problem but i put it off because there'd be times at night I'm like, all right, I got an hour. I should, 
I should read, you know, you know, get caught up. And then I right. whip out my phone and the next thing I know, it's been an hour and a half and I'm tired and I go to bed. Yep. So I got to stop it, you know, and I, I feel like because we're doing this book club, it does force me. So I did finish my pages, no problem. Well, but cutting a little close because I got done at lunch, right. but still got them done in time. But it forces me to sometimes put down my phone. Now, mind you, I am reading it on an electronic device, a Kindle Paperwhite. It's still electronic. Me too. But, but, but it's different. You know, it's different. It is different. It is different. So, that said, here we are, people. We were supposed to read through page 203 today. Mm-hmm. I think we started, what, at 106, I think? Yeah. So, that's what, we cover, that's what we're covering this podcast and this week. Joe, I'm going to let you take it. What did you think about this 100 pages or so? So, let me, real quick... What I'm doing to combat the, my focus is I also bought it on Audible. Yeah, I saw something about that in the comments on Instagram, and, and it really helps me because I so I read ahead and then I listen again. As when I like today, I had it actually go into the office, and it's a 45 minute drive for me now. So it's basically almost like reading that 100 pages, right? Right. It's a little it's a little slower. Um, but I read it first, but then when I read when I listen to it again, like oh, all the words that I read come back to me. Because it's 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 verbatim. It's not right. a abridged version. So that's really helping me remember the um, names and who are this and, and and that. Now, as I said before, what what audio does is like there's the person that's reading it is giving it an inflection that's different than I had, which is why I'm glad I'm reading it first because like he'll put a an accent here where some didn't have it. You know what I mean? So you, you, it does give you a different take on it, but it is really, really helping me uh, digest this this story. And what I will say is right now, the second 100 pages are even better than the first 100, in my opinion. The, the story is starting to kick in now. Um, I don't know if it's kicking in, but there's there's things that are happening. There's importances uh, that, are, that are going on. Uh, there's an assassination attempt right off the bat, right? Yeah. And you've got... Um, your first glimpse at worms, right? Um, so I think there's a lot of cool stuff happening right now. It's really, it's pulling me in. The, the, the second hundred pages have pulled me in much more than the first hundred pages. And I got to say <clears throat> right now, right now, because I don't know the story you do. Here's what, here's what I'm really, I'm, I'm flabbergasted at how different the story is than I thought it was ever going to be. I feel this oh, is. Sorry. I feel like. Game, I feel like Game of Thrones has taken so much from this. Really, like this feels. It just. It feels more political. There's. There's. There's scheming and conniving. There's traps. Right. They both know there's a trap set to get him to come to get the Duke to come here. Right. And they're all playing this game. This is exactly like Game of Thrones, but a little easier to read. Um. So I'm. I'm like, wow. This isn't like what I thought at all. Like I'm thinking. Star Trek, Star Wars, or this kind of thing, but no, it's nothing like that. It's 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 very political. It's a, this is a a, a a power play more than at least right now. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know where it goes. It's it's just a power play set in a different world. Right. Um, and and I'm enjoying it. It just it's not what I expected. I didn't know that was what it was about. And I right now my favorite character, and, and maybe it won't be at the end. Um, I'm kind of digging the Duke right now. He's he's not what I thought it would be because you kind of hear this like the father is a, just an asshole or something. But he seems like a pretty decent guy, uh, and maybe he's not. But 
um, or he's, he's finding ways to rule, you know, um, by being a Duke that cares about people uh, versus money so far. Well, and that's um, the thing, too. It's not an act. It's sincere. It feels like it. But again, I, I'm looking at like when's the when's the because of Game of Thrones and what I've read there, I'm waiting for a different shoe to drop. Right. Because in Game of Thrones, a lot of people change who they are throughout the book very quickly and what side they're on and that kind of thing. So I'm a little bit reading it that way. And don't tell me if they do. Uh, oh, don't I'm tell not, me if I'm they gonna, do. I'm not going to ruin anything. I'm just, uh, I'm in general, I'm just saying that you're right. People's motivations might change and, you know, with power in front of you, right. it can twist or alter who you are. Not saying that as any kind of foreshadowing or anything. I'm just saying I see where you're coming from and that, yes, he seems, he seems pretty honorable now, but will he stay that way? I'm not going to. Right. Yeah. And, and I, you know, and I don't know all the characters perfectly yet. Like I don't really know where Duncan Idaho fits yet. Like he doesn't, I don't know his full character yet other than he's loyal and he's going to help a, two sides. Now the Fremen, Freeman, Fremen. I, I think it's pronounced it. Fremen. Fremen. So Fremen and, and, um, the Duke. Uh, so two loyalties, which is interesting. Um, and I don't quite know how Jessica fits into this yet with Paul. Like there's, I feel like there's a power struggle there that's going to happen between the two because they both have this kind of like, not power, but intuition, I guess you could say, especially when they talk about, uh, what, what you hear a lot of the back, what's in their head when they hear other people talk that, you know, Paul can pick up when they're reading or when they're lying, sorry, or when they're not being truthful and she can too. And there's a lot of, like that. yeah. So, yeah. um, I, I, yeah, that's where I'm at. I mean, I don't know. Did I miss anything from the, sec- the second hundred pages? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. But you, you do make up. You make some good points in that. Um, it's it's it is interesting because it is very political. I mean, I, the Benny Gesserit. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, I saw the movie as a kid, and to me, they looked very much like. And I think they even referred to each other as, you know, mother or reverend mother or whatever. So I thought they were a religious organization. And yeah. I'm not saying that they're not, but they're obviously a very political organization. I'm not saying that politics are divorced from religion. But the thing with Jessica is that she's obviously, I mean, she's been treat, you know, she's been trained, you know, as Benny, uh, through the, you know, Benny Gesserit school. Right. And it's almost like, I don't want to get, you know, too pop culture, but it's almost like she's a black widow. You know, she's been trained mm-hmm. in espionage as well. Not just well, and that's, that's, that's brought up, you know, there, um, and again, I can't remember who brought it up to the Duke, but, uh, who said that, you know, anybody could be the spy, so to speak, even right. Jessica. And he's like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. But then he has to do, he has to, uh, what do you tell Paul? Like he has to, Paul's the only one that knows the plan. Yep. And don't, don't say anything. I have to like, make sure your mother is not who others say she is. Cause you know, what, you know, what if Jessica found out who her clan was or who her family was or whatever? Well, and that's the thing too. Even their relationship is politicized. Right. And that he can't he, marry her. Well, he can, he could. Well, um, Previous, he won't, well, he didn't because of what the opportunity for to unite lands, right? Right. He, he has not married her because it leaves open 
it gives him leverage with right. other royal families because he's technically single. So, right, which is kind of fucked up. I mean, I get it. I mean, we all we have to do is look back to, you know, feudal or royal, you know, whatever Europe. And that went right. on all the time, you know. Oh, England hates Spain. Oh, yeah? Well, France and Spain, we're going to marry these two cousins together and blah, 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 blah. And that's how, I mean, that's how you had these empires. I mean, everyone was related to each other in some way, shape, or form. And they kept marrying in between the different royal families to either, you know, consolidate strength or to maintain peace. Right. So we're seeing that here in the book, obviously. That's not new. But, I mean... He loves her, he trusts her, and she him, but he still has not married her, so he's still politicizing their relationship, or his dukedom. Right. So it's very interesting. And I love that, uh, not love it, but I like that, I, 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 I can see this as I'm reading it, I'm thinking, like, you know, how they're going to portray this on screen. Um, the little death seeker, is that what it's called? Something seeker. Um like is it like is it like the uh, guy from Guardians of the Galaxy? Is it like that thing? Oh, like the arrow when you yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it will be interesting to see because, and again, I can ruin anything, but I saw the movie right, so things keep popping into my head from this movie that was made like in nineteen eighty three, eighty four, whenever it was made. So even like uh, the planetologist, mm-hmm. um. I won't tell you the actor who played him because I don't want to ruin your view of him. But there is a famous actor from the 80s and 90s who played, I think it was, is it Dr. Is it Kynes? K-Y-N-E-S? Kynes, yeah, Kynes, yep. Who played him in the movie. And so as soon as he shows up in the book, I see this actor. I don't oh. see necessarily the description they make of him. I mean, I read it and I see it and I pay attention to the description. And then three sentences on, I see male actor from the eighties. Right. Right. Well, that's just the way it is. Right. I mean, well, I kind of wish now that I hadn't seen the movie in the eighties because I'd like my own imagination to create what these characters look like. Right. Um, Because I mean, will they look exactly the same? Probably not. And I'd probably, but once I don't know, I may not agree with some of the casting choices, but obviously the movie came out 30 years ago, yada, yada. But I don't know. It would be nice to come into it fresh with my own interpretations of the characters. Um, I know we're not reading this in the book club, but I'm a huge fan of the Red Rising series uh, by Pierce Brown. Okay. Uh, I've read this five novels now, and they've – I think they've been uh, – the rights are there are some TV rights that have been sold off. So there's there's always rumors that there's they're going to announce some major service or someone's going to do a show, but they haven't yet. And I like that so far all the characters are in my head. I know what they look like, and I like that. And as soon as they start casting people, or I see it on the screen, it's got to be affected by that. So anytime I read the books, if I read them again, I'm going to see the actors, not what I came up with. You know what I mean? Right. It's like you can read the Star Wars novelization, but I'm sorry. Luke Skywalker yeah. is always going to be. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Exactly. So I, 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 all I have to say, I'm jealous of you 
because you're going into this completely blind. You're forming the characters in your head. I wish I could do that because I keep seeing... Now, I don't remember every actor who played every character from the 80s. Right. But I knew this one and boom. Well, to be fair, there are some in my in my head because I've seen the previews, right? So I know what Paul looks like. Um, I know who's playing Duncan Idaho and I know who's playing the Duke. So their faces are kind of there for me now. See, for me, it's the actors from the 80s, from that right. version. I'm not seeing... You know, it's funny you mention that because as I've been reading this book, I have not seen in my own head Oscar Isaac as... The Duke? Yeah. Right. I wonder if I will now that we've brought it up. Maybe. I think he's perfectly... Like, you know, as I read the book, I'm like, yeah, I can see him doing this. It'd be great. I think it's good casting. But, you know, I don't know. Well, and that's the thing, too. Um, is he? Because... They keep talking about the hawkish like features of Duke Leto. I don't see Oscar Isaac with a hawk like face. Do you? Um, I think he has a stern. He can, he can have eyes that are very stern. Well, I, I can see that like, too. like a hawk. You know, like very, very, very calm, but but stern. Like I don't see the Duke as somebody who's jumpy. He seems very aware and very mindful of what he's going to say and do. At every turn, to his detriment, maybe. Right, right. But I think he's, you know, in this this section of the book, I think he's learning to almost use Paul as a, not a pawn, but as a truth seer, like, help me. I can see him doing that. I oh, yeah. No, I can, why wouldn't you? I mean, he, right. he can't always have Jessica on his side, but Jessica has trained Paul. Right. So why not use that to your advantage? It's smart. Um, they haven't really talked much in, in this hundred pages of what Paul means yet. Uh, it was basically, well, I mean, the Duke told him you, you have a choice now. You either keep learning and you know, the aha moment that Paul has like, Oh, you only do. Oh, wait a minute. I did all that. (laughs) So I guess I am possibly this prophet, I guess is a better word than, I don't want to say chosen one, but a prophet maybe. Something along those lines. Yeah. I can see that. Right. So. But it's it, you know it, it it's it's not it's not the easiest of stories for me that I've followed in a while because it's just a lot going on and uh, but I'm starting to dig it and I can see where stories of today have maybe borrowed from it for sure. See, I okay, so I would consider myself an avid reader, but not necessarily of books. Now that said. Not too long before this, just this summer, I read the third book in the Collapsing Empire series by uh, John Scalzi. Mm-hmm. So that was a trilogy. In the last book, there are several characters. So you got to pay attention to a lot of things going on. So I've been in that mode for a while, you know. And then last summer, I read, like I said, that fifth book in the Red Rising series, The Dark Age. So. This mindset isn't new for me. When, when was the last time you read like a, a novel like this? I'd be when that's like this. It's, it's the last Game of Thrones. Might be three years ago, man. Oh, so it's been a bit. Whereas, like I said, I I have friends that read you know thirty, forty, fifty books a year. I'm not that person. Um, no, I would say I'm uh, twelve, one a month. 
if I'm lucky. Well, see, here's here, so here's I say I'm an avid reader. If I get into a book, I really get into it and I'll tear through it in a week. Right. But that only happens a few. That happens only with really, really amazing books. This one, I'm pacing myself because first off, it's 800 pages. Right. But also, we're doing the book club, so I don't want to. I don't want to be on page 600 right now and trying to think about what happened on page 150, right? Right. No, I like this because it's kind of like watching an episode, right? And then coming back and talking about that specific episode. Yes, I agree. So it'll help actually help me and hopefully our listeners, it'll help digest the story better. Like like Mandalorian, like these other, you know, weekly things. I, I, I dig this and I, I can't wait to figure out, you know, once we're done with this book, you know, keep it going, you know, whether people are paying attention or not. Uh, but it seems like we're getting some good traction. There's some listeners out there that, that really um, dig this story. And, uh, you know, I thank them for the advice because it's really helped me um, think about this uh, story and, and, you know, push it. So, you know, it's pretty cool. And I think this would be a good time for me to note. So as Joe referenced, um, we've had some feedback on Facebook We've had some feedback on Instagram. Uh, not all of our listeners are on feedback or on feedback. Not all of our listeners are on Facebook, and you don't have to necessarily join Facebook to interact with us. Right. I'll I'll be doing so this week. I posted notes and I posted quotes and some discussion questions on the first section. Uh, I'll be doing that for section two. I'll be doing that. You know, probably by the time you hear this episode and listening, they'll be out there. Um. And I'm doing that, like I said, I'm doing it on Twitter. I'm doing it on our Facebook page and our Facebook group. Um, and I'm also doing it on Instagram where I can. I, I couldn't get all the quotes. Uh, they just cut off. But anyhow, um, wherever you want to interact with us, we'll interact with you. That's fine. We, we enjoy the feedback we're getting. And it gives us a, pan, you know, a chance to comment back and also for us to think about the book a, a bit more. Right. Um, so... Just throwing this out there, anyone that's interacted with us so far, thank you for doing so. I hope you're enjoying the book. But also just throwing it out there that this is, it's not just Joe and I doing the podcast and then our word is law, not even close. Oh, no. Gosh, no. no. I just wanted to say this is our book, book club, and I don't mean just Joe and I. I mean, it's yours, too. So if there's a different way in which you guys want to interact, you know, speak up. If you, if you want to just do comments on Instagram, that's fine. If you just want to do comments on Facebook or Twitter, wherever, that's fine. But if, if some of you would like to get more in depth and, like I said, do a, like a group chat or a group you know, room of something, whether it's you know text or voice, let us know. Mm-hmm. We're more than happy to get something. Yeah, and just a quick shout out to Michael for putting up all the uh, information about the book club. That's a lot of ton of work that he did. So... Thank you, Michael. That was a, you know, putting that schedule together and getting it out there. And um, so for anybody who wants to catch up, you know, we're only 200 pages in. We've got another week yet for uh, 306 or something like that we're going to get to. Um, you know, check out the schedule. You can uh, you can catch up with us. But it's out there. It's in, on Facebook. I believe there's a picture of it on Instagram as well. Uh, so you can check out that. Um, on both of those to catch up where we're at. Would love for you guys to now. Michael's really good at responding. I do try and read everything um, that we that that's out there for our group, and uh, whether it's Facebook group or Instagram, 
Um, but Michael does a lot of the responding. Sometimes I do. Uh, but Michael's way better than words with words than I am. I just kind of say it. <laughs> he, he takes 20 words. I can do it in like five. I don't know if that's better or not. <laughs> uh, believe me, there's some times where I definitely need to be far more succinct. Um, no, I mean that in a good way. I mean, you, you're more articulate than I am. I just kind of like, blah, here we go. Um, <laughs> so I come across maybe as a little quick, let's say. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, this is fun, fun for me. Hopefully it's fun for the listeners. Um, anything else we missed this week on, for those hundred pages, anything that, that, that you find Michael in the storyline, that's, that's more foreshadowing or something that I'm, that I'm not seeing, um, without giving any spoilers. Cause you know, the story. That's the thing. I, I really can't say because I know where this is going. So right. I'm not going to come out and say that I saw a bunch of foreshadowing. I'm just saying. I, and I know I said this last week. I, I really do enjoy the writing style of Frank Herbert. This is, I don't know why I was intimidated to read this. Obviously, you know, 800 pages is not something you want to sneeze at. But, and it's not an easy read. It's not like, you know, a children's book by any way, shape, or form. I mean, he does make up parts of his own language and his right. own terms. I have had to look things up where basically. And maybe I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll send it to you so you can put it on the site. There is actually a Dune wiki for some of the terms that he came up with. Yeah, put the put the link. I'll put it in the uh, post. All right, I'll get I'll dig that up because I had to look up one of them, and when I searched, uh, it didn't come up in the dictionary on Kindle. It actually did a web search and said, <laughs> "Oh, there's this wiki page." So it actually opened a web page, and oh, there wow. was a Dune wiki that had all the terms, and I actually went through a read a bunch but anyhow my point is um it's not as dense a read as i thought and i think that's helping with my enjoyment of it i i think i was just foolish i was intimidated because it's a classic but sometimes the classics are classics because they're just good reads right not not because they're these massive tomes that are daunting and hard to get through this is an enjoyable book so that's all yeah, and I think it's intimidating because it's 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 full immersion world building, right? So that that's you got to take you got to prepare yourself for that. It's not it's just different. So I, no, I, can I hear you. And again, and maybe that's something I take for granted. Again, just finished that trilogy by Scalzi, which had all kinds of world building in it. So I'm used to that, and then. Again, I hate to keep referencing these same books, but I've been on a run of books with lots of world building. So I guess I'm not better than anyone. I'm just I'm used to it, you know. So right. for me, the world building isn't taunt, isn't daunting. Where some someone else who hasn't been you know reading this kind of stuff for years might not be used to it. So I I, I, I like where you're coming from, and I accept that the world building can be daunting or it can be intimidating. Right. Right, right. Um, cool. That being said, you know, I have, uh, this isn't out of the, it's not on the, um, our list of things to talk about, but I did come across something this week now that it just popped into my head because I was thinking of world building and um, uh, Dungeons and Dragons was something I played a lot as a kid and in, in through school. Uh, my son heads up a couple of campaigns, which I need to get back into. I'd love to get back into it. But I came across a thing through 
um, another podcast. The, the The gentleman's name is Kyle Newman. I don't know if anybody knows who that is, but he's the he created the movie Fanboys. Oh yeah. Uh, so he's the director of that, but he runs. He's part of a um, kind of a Hollywood Dungeons and Dragons elite club that is DM'd by Joe Maganiello. Maganiello. I don't know how to say his name. You don't know if you know who he is, but Manginella. Manginella, yeah. So he's the DM. And the people in this are like, you know, you got Kyle Newman, Vince Vaughn, Tom Morello, who was, you know, the guitarist for Rage Against the Machine, uh, wrestler Paul the Big Show, White, and then Game of Thrones co-creator D.B. Weiss. I mean, there's like, this is a Hollywood thing they play. And he's built this like huge room of his actual dungeon. It's pretty amazing. Like I like, man, that just makes me want to play that again or, or get a campaign going. Who knows? We're not that kind of podcast, you know, um, of doing a D and D thing, but, uh, you know, that would be something I'd like to do down the road. I love D and D. Uh, I mean, I got kicked out of my last group when I was playing in, but you got kicked out. Wait, wait, kicked out. <laughs> yeah, I got kicked out. How did you get kicked out? What did you do? Apparently, I wasn't playing right. I don't know. What, were you not, like, immersed or something or acting? Or what was the... I, I really don't know what the problem was, uh, to tell you the truth. Uh, the guys I got I played with really got into the voices and stuff. And right. I, mean, I, I, I had some trouble doing that. I have trouble doing that, too. So, But I even went so far as to find this voice-altering software to try and, you know, contribute. But they didn't like how it came through their mics or through their stuff and blah blah blah. Long story short, we went like you know three weeks or so in between sessions. Yeah. And we started another session, and uh, someone had asked, you know, hey, where where are we where do we leave off? And I I tried to remember. I, I looked at my notes, and I, I didn't get everything right. And uh, I don't know. Apparently, the group just got sick of me, and they asked me to leave. Oh my god. Shit you not. I get kicked out of a fucking Dungeons and Dragons group. Wow, that's yeah. That's 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 too bad. Um oh, I get it. I don't I'm not very good at like acting the voices, but I but I but I keep my character consistent, you know, oh, well, based yeah. on their their attributes, you know. But I don't try to do like a fake voice because you know, I think that just takes too much time. Or not time, I don't know. Some maybe, it's, maybe, it's a, maybe it's a bit of embarrassment too, and I just haven't, I can't get over that because I'm not like an actor or anything. So, but I would love to sit in on this one where, like, what does Vince Vaughn do? You know what I mean? Like, I want to know what these guys do. I want to watch it. There's a, there's a video of it, and I can post it uh, in our, in our um, podcast as well if we want it. Or, or maybe you can post it on social. That's better. I can do that. I'll send that, I'll send that over to you. I'd love to um, see it because I'd like to see how they played. Because, so honestly, um, I, I, I enjoy, um, I enjoy D and D, but I think I've mentioned this before, a less popular, but still spawned by TSR back in the eighties right. was the sci-fi version of D and D. Yep. I played that too. I love the shit out of Star Frontiers. I would play that morning, noon and night. If you let me, I love that game. Yeah. There was a Western <laughs> one called Boot Hill that I played as well. Oh, okay. I was not aware of that. Yeah. But, you know, if someone put before me, Michael, would you like to join this D&D group or would you like to start or be in the Star Frontiers group? I'd pick Star Frontiers. So I was actually given the opportunity to, like, 
the DM was like, hey, you know, we don't want you to play anymore, but, you know, if you want to take the next couple of weeks to play your character out, like, why would the fuck would I want to play Dungeons and Dragons with four other people that don't want me here now? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's too bad. So, I know. So I'm like, I'm not going to play out my character. It's like, well, if you'd like, you can, you know, write a story about what your character does to leave. So I wrote a story where he was actually, <laughs> I wrote a thing that where he was actually um, from another planet and he went up into a spaceship and then blew up the planet. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a massive fuck you to the guys for kicking me out. I'm not oh, that's bad. too bad. I'm not too bad. bad. Well, maybe, maybe down the road we'll get something going when, when, Listen, uh, I, won't, I won't bring us down with all the COVIDity that's happening, but it's not going down. It's going up, and winter's coming, and, um, you know, you can only watch so much TV, so maybe we'll you pick mean, another night. You play online. That's what I mean. We'll pick it up online and, and do something, and um, I don't know. That's We'll just throw it out there. Something to think about down the road. So I am interested. Yes, hopefully, cool. Hopefully I play right and you don't kick me out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I can get my son to DM. He's really good at it. He he can do some voice and stuff, but he's he's good at it. He creates campaign stuff and he loves it. You have so, interest. Cool. All right, man. That seems to are we missing anything? Oh, you have one more oh. little thing up there to throw you throw out there. Go ahead. We do? What? Yeah. Other than well, we can't talk about it because I didn't, I didn't watch it, but you can talk about it. Oh, we'll touch on that in a sec, but uh, there was a new Mandalorian, tra- Mandalorian trailer last night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, that 30-second spot that Michael told me before the show I got to watch. Yeah. It's, it's only 30 seconds, but let me just say the show looks fucking awesome, and that's it. I'm geeking out like a little kid. Yeah, it's going to be great. And and, on your, and your side of the fence. As we're recording this, uh, today is a Thursday, so... Star Trek Discovery Season 3 started today. Joe has not watched it yet. I have. I really liked it. Yeah, and I cool. Much more than that because I had to wait until Joe sees it. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in the next podcast. We'll bring it up and see how it goes. Awesome. So there you go. little preview of next week's podcast, Discovery Season 3 premiere. Uh, Michael, where can they find us on social media so they can talk to us about all the things we talked about today? You can find us on Facebook. We have a page and a group. Look for KyberCast. Do the same thing on Twitter and Instagram. We are here to interact with you, our listeners. Awesome. And uh, if it's your first time listening, thank you so much. If you've come back, thank you even more. Uh, do us a favor by you know telling your friends about the show. That's the best way you can help us out. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, you know, give us uh, some kind of rating and maybe even a comment. That helps people find the podcast itself. Um, and we're on pretty much every podcast thing out there from Pocket Cast to Podbean to even Spotify. And we're trying to get on Amazon. I, I, I posted I was it, gonna I'm, ask. I was I'm not sure ask. if it's there yet. Um, but you know what? I'm gonna let's okay, do a live it. update right now. I'm gonna check it. Right now. <laughs> it's live, but of course, obviously, when everyone else is listening to us, so yeah, uh, it's a live recorded audience. So, Kybercast. And what do we get? Nothing yet, right? No results found for KyberCast. We're not on yeah. Amazon yet. Yeah, I filled out the forms. I don't know what's taking so long, but who knows? Nobody listens to podcasts on Amazon anyways. Oh, they <laughs> we just got that one time day. They, uh, they've been busy. They're working very hard. 
That's true. All right. Thank you all for listening, everybody. We will catch you next week. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.